Welcome to Rockstar Today, the podcast that helps musicians quit their day jobs. Show notes can be found on rockstartoday.com forward slash podcast. You will also find a link to sign up to the Rockstar Today Backstage Pass Facebook group. And now your host, Randall. Welcome to the show. I'm really glad to introduce our next guest, which is Jim Shields. He's the founder of the Family Board Meeting International. Not only does he have a great book, which we'll talk about hopefully, uh, he does these great retreats, again, which we hopefully I want to dive into because I think they're a, a great resource. But I wanted to start first by uh, introducing you, and maybe you can start by telling us uh, what's the meaning for you of the number 18? That might give us a good idea of what you stand for. <laughs> yeah, uh, my name's Jim Shields. Randall and I have known each other probably almost six, seven years now, um, connected on family stuff. And I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 21 years doing real estate investments and other things and been working with entrepreneur families for about the last eight years. The number 18 means something very important to me. It's a simple reminder a mentor gave me years ago about the power of 18 summers. And what that basically is, is a simple math equation where it's been absolutely statistically proven that the average person spends over 80% of all time they'll ever have with their kids within those first 18 summers. And for a busy entrepreneur like myself, when I first learned this almost a decade ago, it made me do some quick math. And my oldest son was seven and five, and I thought, wow, you think you have all this time left because we say, I'm going to build my business or my band for the next five years, and then I'll get back to my family. But the time is not all created equal. So what that always reminds me is as I'm building my other businesses, even as I'm building my family community, I have to remember with my own family, sure, they'll always be my kids after they leave the nest. But there is a very pivotal time now when they're in those first 18 summers when I can connect with them, build a trusting relationship, and also teach them lessons to prepare them really for the practical affairs of life that school probably isn't getting to. So that number 18 is always going off in my head, Randall, saying, gosh, my oldest son, he's almost 16. I got two more summers left. I got five with my other. I have 14 with my daughter. I have 16 with my youngest. But it doesn't seem like that much. It was a positive motivation to get me to spend more consistent quality time with my family. Mm. It really resonates with me because my son just turned 18. So I'm on my the 18th summer. So we're looking forward to a, a family trip uh, uh, with everyone. Uh, I want to learn more about the, the framework of the family board meeting because I talk to a lot of uh, musicians, especially those that have children, and I always bring this up. I mean, this is my one of my favorite topics. So is uh, when it comes down to uh, family, I always have to bring in the family board meeting. So what's the, the framework uh, of a family board meeting? Yeah, and I love mus musicians and are my favorite artists in the world. I love music. I love live music. I think what they do is important, and I want them to keep doing it. I also know from having friends that are musicians the stress of there's a lot of travel. There's a lot of off hours. So the family board meeting has worked well for a lot of professionals, including musicians, because what it is is a simple framework to keep you more consistent with your family, even with a crazy schedule. And the way I look at it is my most important venue, my most important um, promoter, my most important uh, agent by far are my wife and children. And when you put that into your head as a musician, you'll start to think of them differently. Some people might think, oh, that's a little bit impersonal, but I promise you it's not. Because if you're wired like a musician, be a musician. 
But just remember your biggest fans, your biggest agents are right there at home. So what I like to do with the family board meeting, what it does is it's very um, intentional, consistent, scheduled quality time with your kids. Again, not all time is created equal. So there's passing time when you're on the road on a quick call, but there's also quality time that you can make sure you have. And I know you've practiced it for years, Randall, and I've done it with my kids. But the starting point of the family board meeting strategy is this. Every quarter, I get together with each of my children for a minimum of four hours, at least a half day. And there are only three principles. We're one-on-one, our electronics are completely shut off, and we're doing something fun of their choice and spending time at the end to talk, to catch up. And for busy entrepreneurs, athletes that travel, artists that travel, I've seen this be an absolute grounding mechanism. I live here at the beach in St. Augustine, and most of the houses on the beach are built on pilings, right? So if the tide comes in, goes out, it doesn't affect it. Those are the strong pilings. That what, that's what this simple strategy does. It keeps you consistent, even if you're on the road. And we can talk about some ways to actually make this happen. Mm-hmm. But if you keep this date, this important board meeting, I called it, because it's an important meeting with my kids. I'm also a surfer, so we'd say it's a board meeting. If you keep this simple strategy, like I know you have, it is absolutely a game changer in the relationship. It takes you from the surface to below. It takes away that guilty feeling you might get by about October where you go, man, where's the year going? I'm about to go into the holidays and I feel further away from my family than I ever have. This can help alleviate all of that pain. And I think uh, one of the things that I enjoyed was the question you ask when you do the reflection time at the end, maybe over supper or or coffee. Uh, It's just, what was your favorite part of the day? Something very simple. And yet it unlocks all this extra things that you might not know about your, your child's life. It's like a, um, a snowball of a question that kind of just gets bigger and bigger with the answers you get. They're uh, surprising sometimes. Yeah. And, and all we're doing here, Randall, is using experiential education to deepen the relationship with our kids. The shortest definition of experiential education is, is a, a fun activity or an engaging activity with focused reflection where you're saying, well, what did you like about today? If you spend that time on the reflection, like you said, the one question that starts all experiential education is, what was your favorite part or your big aha of the activity and why? What was your favorite part of the day and why? Your kid's gonna say something to you and the magic part, which I know you've experienced now, this is where us big tough guys who like to stay silent and cross our arms, our kid will normally say, what was your favorite part of the day? And for me, I can say, you know what? I've been on the road and working really hard and sometimes I feel like I'm getting away from you. And these days like this, reground me, make me feel close to you. And I love to watch you laugh. And I don't ever want to forget these moments. Now, I was able to say that pretty off the cusp. Believe me, I couldn't have done that five, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's taken practice. But the more that I release these words and these focused reflections, the closer it's brought my kids to me, the more they trust me, the more they forgive me. Um, and uh, it, it's just such an important part of this simple, simple framework. And I think when you're an artist, sometimes you, you get very focused on the craft, the art, uh, the mm-hmm. gathering of fans, but you kind of tend to forget that you're the only people really that we need to impress are our own family. Once we get that concept, uh, we feel better about ourselves and we end up attracting more people in the process because we become more genuine. I agree. Well, I, I there's there's something that I found interviewing probably over a thousand now uh, professionals and entrepreneurs, when they feel disconnected at home, especially from their children, two dominating emotions come up. And I've seen it so many times now. These two words come up, these two dominating emotions, guilt and depression, Mm -hmm. guilt and depression. Now, sometimes that can help create better art, 
but not always. You know, sometimes you have to have the balance of ups and downs. And if you're always down, guilty and depressed, you're not going to produce your best artwork. That's at least what I've seen. Um, you have to have that stability. And once you gain that at home, I think it's going to elevate your game on the professional side as well. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the tips that maybe you can give an artist or somebody who's touring? So they're on the road and how can they keep that connection because they're not there physically? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, the family warming strategy is so simple. It, it's again, I've given the whole framework. Mm. You, you'll want to put that to practice now. Don't wait and schedule it. Like you are going to meet with, you know, the, the, the biggest, uh, venue director in the world every quarter. That's, that's, that's what your meeting is and put it on the calendar. People mm. say, well, why do these simple little meetings and dates fail? Because people don't schedule them. Yeah. Right now, while you're on the road, you need to put it on your schedule. It's unarguable. You're home for these four days. One of those days are going to be with your son and daughter, and you're not available. It's that simple. You put it in the calendar and block it off. It happens. If you don't, then you're scrambling around. You get home. You have a few days. You're going here and there, and you're like, damn it. I didn't get to that. That which we schedule get done. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you have to do is you have to schedule it. The second thing you have to do is realize that the world is not going to come to an end if you turn your phone off for four hours. It's just not, but we feel like it is. We are too connected now. What I encourage, again, with our second rule is see it as an intermittent tech fast. We've all heard of intermittent fasting now exactly, where you yeah. eat in certain times of the day. Be willing to say this is going to revive you. This is going to reconnect you. This is going to take away those feelings of guilt and depression for being on the road too much, and it's going to give them the absolute respect that you're there with them. Um, so personal so, connection. Yeah. Personal connection. You have to have fun with your kids too. Uh, some of you with younger kids on the road, they might not want to hear about your music. This is about what they want to do today. Now, if they start asking about it, that's fine, but be fully involved in what they want to do, whatever they've picked for that day, be fully involved, go all in and have fun. If you sit there and kind of half-ass play along, that's just not good. They're going to sense that they're going to sense like you're being forced to spend time with them. Go all in, whether you like it or not. It's their choice, and now you're getting onto their level, which is one of the biggest currencies to actually have full connection. So I would absolutely encourage that. Now, as I already alluded to as well, there's a couple other steps, but let me end with this. Once you go through decompression, it's something that I've discovered. When I set these schedules up, when I do these days with my kids, I've turned my phone off. We've done something fun of, of their choice. I've gone fully in. We've had a meal together. We might be driving back or hanging out somewhere. Now we have a chance to talk. There's decompression. You're a lot more relaxed. You feel a lot closer to each other. You start to get these moments of clarity where you can actually say something you've been wanting to say. I encourage you to have the courage and vulnerability to say it. If you've messed up over the last few months, say it. If you've been proud of them about something that you're like, I thought I told them that, but I probably didn't, then say it. This is a, such a key opportunity to get below the surface. We all say, man, I don't want to live on the surface with my kids or my closest relationships. You have in this decompression period at the end of the board meeting, when this focus reflection happens, you have the absolute ability to say some words. And I can tell you, I can, I can look right now and probably get emotional of different periods with each of my sons or words that I shared that I honestly wanted to throw up while I was saying them because it felt so uncomfortable, have deepened and changed our relationship forever. And that's the power that you have with setting this focused, intentional quality time. Are there any um, examples of an activity that you've done that really uh, stand out as being uh, a good choice? Live music, football games, 
baseball games, climbing lighthouses, surfing, fishing, Segway tours, princess parties, um, going to story hour at the library. Uh, those are my younger daughter. We've done uh, hiking. We've done uh, jet skiing. We've done, what else have we done? Ghost tours. We've done, I, I have a whole list of things, but I'm just pulling out some of the most popular ones. We went to a robotics class once. Um, we went to a, a child's art class once with my daughter. So there's a lot of different things. And again, the key is this is it's their choice. Let's say you guys have been wanting to go to this new music store and your kids really aren't interested in going to a music store. Don't drag them along and consider that a, a board meeting. They choose. Believe me, doing a princess party with my daughter was not my top choice. But when I went all in, gosh, was she just my wife says she just can't get enough of you now. Because you just you played all in on that princess party, so you'll want to give them the choice. Plus, we all say we want. I'm on the road a lot. I want to know what my kids are really passionate about, what their interests are. You let them choose and create this day. It's going to come right to the surface. So those are just a few of my ideas. And it's okay if you're like my one son and said, "Yeah, you know, I, I like." I heard my friend went fishing here and there, and um, we were about two months out from his next board meeting, I said, you know, we would be able to go fishing there. He's like, oh, could we? Yeah, that's what I want to do. So he had brought something to my attention that I remembered and brought back, but I didn't try to influence him on something I wanted, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, I remember the lighthouse um, experience. And oh, yeah. not only was that uh, a moment in your child's life where he had to overcome a fear, because I think yeah. his, his older brother did it and he wanted to do the same yeah. thing, but he was afraid of heights. So that actually not only gave him a lesson in life, I, I, I remember what, in the story what he said, you know, the next day about facing your fears. and Yeah, your that, that, was, that was a six-year-old too. He was six or seven. I mean, for him to get that lesson, and again, for some of you who don't know, my son was afraid of heights. He picked the lighthouse here in St. Augustine, and it, it was quite a, a process to get to the top. And I kept saying, look, we can turn back. We can turn back. He finally got to the top, felt so good about himself. We went up and down, went for a meal, and then we're hanging out on the beach. And he had said the question, Dad, were you ever afraid? And, you know, some of us bravado guys would say, yeah, that's right. You put up that image. I'm tough. I'm never afraid. And I thought, gosh, my son can't relate to me because there was plenty of times when I was seven years old that I was terrified. But if I was putting up this image that I was never afraid, be tough, how could he really relate to me? He can't. I'm not saying he can't be strong, but then I started to say, oh man, buddy, I remember at your age being scared of this and getting fearful of that. And even last week I was nervous of this and concerned about that. So it's, it was an incredible time. And two days later, he brought back that lesson because I kept saying, look, we all have fears, but one of our, our most important things we can do is face those fears, walk towards them and get through them. And he was able to repeat that word for word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shows that they actually pay attention sometimes. Once in a while. So this uh, framework uh, we, we talked about with the children, but it also could be with our life partner or our, our significant other. How yeah. does that work? Does it change the dynamics at all or it's the same, same basic rules, basically? Same format. I mean, uh, and a lot of people came to me after we designed this for kids and they said, gosh, I've been using this with my spouse. And they said, do you do it with your spouse? I said, yeah, we try to have an overnight once a quarter. Um, but with my wife and I, and this might be tough for your traveling musicians, we, we are very religious on date night. Date night is every Thursday, 5.30 to 8.30. 
unless I'm traveling and then we'll switch it. But we preset date night and that's our time. We're one-on-one, the kids aren't invited, my phone is off so I don't get that one annoying text or email. And we're, we're planning something fun, maybe dinner and a massage or going for a walk somewhere, checking out this art thing, going to live music. But it's it, it date night is so important um, that I don't even like to wait for once a quarter. I do that once a quarter with my wife, like usually an overnight. But for your traveling guys and gals out there, if you will just start to set a date night, what is the one night of the week that you're home the absolute most? I don't know. Sometimes they're gone for weeks, but if they're more gone for five days out of the week, pick that day and be alone with your spouse. That is so, so important. That one thing where I've said, and I've worked with lots of families and couples, as you know, Randall, I say, well, okay, you're traveling, you're building your business, you're building, you're following. When's the last time you went on a date with your husband or your wife? Let me think. Oh, we had seven months ago. I go, holy cow. I mean, we're wondering why we're feeling disconnected, separate, accusatory, whatever it is. So I'm saying whatever you can do to set that rhythm, you know, that beating of the drum, that's what keeps me in line. That's what keeps me in rhythm is that that date night, date night, date night, date night. It's a reset for my wife and I. So I encourage everyone out there, maybe you don't get it every week, but figure out the day of the week that you're home the most amount of time. Maybe that's a Wednesday. Maybe that's a Friday. Whatever it is, I don't know your schedule. Make that date night. Make it the same time so you don't even have to think about it. And it just starts to go in your head, Thursday, date night, Thursday, date night, Wednesday, date night, whatever you decide. And those two to three hours can save so many marriages. And also not only save marriages, but make them more enjoyable, more fun. You're friends again. You're dating. You're being playful. There's there's more intimacy, whatever it is. But it's been such a simple thing that people overlook. So it's all about both the one for the children for your significant other is about connections and really Musicians try to have connections with their fans, but the biggest fans are at home. So make those things happen. Uh, Absolutely. Before we uh, close out the show, I know that you normally uh, have events every once in a while where you actually have uh, activities and and a bit of some teaching. Are, are those still going on? You, you, you've done surfing in the past. You've done mountain biking. Yeah, we do a lot of experiential ones. We took this year off from doing retreats just because of other goals that we were working on. But I still do lots of talks and workshops based around that. And the whole key is how do we get our families to be more enjoyable, more consistent, and more aligned? And that's what the, but do it in a fun way. So I do still teach these. You can look us up on 18summers.com at different speaking events and, and workshops that we do and some private consulting. But the whole goal is built around these simple principles and rhythms. That's why people like us. They say you're so easy to understand and it can be effective. That's how you and I became friends. You said, gosh, why didn't I think of this? It was easy to understand, easy to buy into. Now I've been doing it. Now I've been doing it for years. And that's what our, our retreats and our things is just to put a few simple tools, you know, into the toolbox for you that you'll keep going back to. That's what we're all about. I know there's the book, which I have the first copy of, uh, which is the family board meeting. But the new one is, uh, is called the family board meeting. You have 18 summers to create lasting connection with your children. So it's yeah. available as a Kindle book. I know I, I've given this book uh, a few of these away. I have one that I have to give to. Uh, I was talking to Evan Cranley. He's from uh, the band The Stars. Mm-hmm. And he toured uh, with his wife, uh, Amy Milan, with a one-year-old. Oh, wow. Uh, we're at a festival and we're getting our hair cut because they had a free barbershop. You know, they're just doing like a, a demo day. 
And uh, so we're talking, and I was talking about the family board meeting. So I owe him one copy, and also the uh, one of the big promoters here. I, I met him at the Jazz Fest, and I talked about this again. I'm going to drop off a copy at his office. So oh, good. Uh, I got to buy. I love more. it. But uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Love your stuff. 18summers.com. Is there any other way that people can get in touch with you if they want to book you for speaking or for doing a workshop? Uh, 18summers.com is the best way to reach us. We also have a private Facebook page. So if you're interested in learning more from, again, artists, professionals, entrepreneurs, all going through the same steadying of the family life, that's kind of what we do on our private Facebook page. So you can look us up at 18summers Tribe as well. Okay. So I'll put all those in the show notes. And I thank you so much, Jim, for your time. Such a valuable uh, framework that uh, it it sounds so simple, uh, but when you put it to practice, it has such a deep impact, and I, I can testify to that. Uh, I appreciate thank you, it, Randall. Thanks you so much for your time. No, you're welcome. Thank you. If you enjoy the show, Share it with other musicians. Help us spread the word. Theme song written and performed by Wolves at Midnight. Thanks for listening to the Rockstar Today podcast. Now go out there and rock your business like you rock the stage.